day is it? What month is it? What year is it? I don't know. Fucking, I tell you what. It's 1992. 92? Yes, I'm seven years old. I'm watching. Is that really? Did you do that math in your head that quickly? Well, I'm 85. So, just I, I, by I, 90, I, I'm five. 92, I'm seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm watching, I'm watching Batman Returns. Weird feelings about Michelle Pfeiffer. Don't know why. Didn't yeah, you know why? Well, I do now. <laughs> yeah, didn't you didn't back then? Probably didn't. Not at seven. No. Fucking, I'm I'm wrecked, man. I tell you, like I after we recorded last time, like over Easter break, I mm-hmm. got sick, and then literally got over being sick, fucked my back, something fierce, and then I got a cold sore because I was so run down. I'm just living my best. Do you take lysine? I do, because you put me onto that. Has it worked? It has, except for the cold sore that's still yeah. on my face. Yeah, you have to take it every day. Yeah. Anyhow, yeah, right. Yeah. I've been sick as well. Like, it's just fucked right now. Yeah. It's so busy. I've just been working on my game. I know. You're, you're living your best life. Yeah. I I'm made a, I've been working on rooms. So my game is room-based, so as in like... You know, you go into rooms and I want to, it's a horror, because I love horror, it's, it's all the horror homages in it and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I've been thinking of horror movies with rooms and I've got like the red room from Videodrome, I've got like the saw room, mm-hmm. the bathroom, the, the first saw room, I've got like the, uh, I've got the Blair Witch room with the dude just standing in the corner. Oh, I've I haven't got, seen that one yet. Yeah, I haven't drawn it actually. No, okay. okay. I've, I've got it there, but yeah, yeah. it's not finished. Yeah. Yeah, I've got like the 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 teal bathroom from mm-hmm. The Shining. Nice. You know, and stuff like that. But they're just rooms. Like yeah. they don't have anything. Because like if you're gonna have a room, you might as well have like cool horror based rooms. Yeah. Well, why not? But yeah, been drawing rooms. Yeah. Thinking about rooms. If you've got a room that you think's cool. Put it in our socials because I'm trying to think of. Other rooms. Other that, rooms. Like people are like, oh, the room that the Linda Blair was in for The Exorcist. And I'm like, well, it's just a room. Like it, it wasn't bed. about the like where you know the uh, the ones that I'm doing. I, mean, I suppose the, the bathroom. You could essentially have that room that you've got to just get through because there is some girl vomiting acid vomit everywhere, and if you get hit, you're gonna die. What girl? What room? Well, if you do an Exorcist room. Oh, yeah, yeah. You just yeah. have her 360 head spinning, spitting out vomit everywhere, and you got to kind of like. It's a good idea. I'm going to do that. Yeah, every Cause so it, often. Because her head can spin around all the way. Yeah. And I, I, it, it can just be a stream coming out that's just like a turning thing slowly yeah. around where it's just an avoidance thing. Right. Done. Every so often, I have a good idea. That will be in there, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about copywriting that kind of shit, but like, they're kind of homages. They're not yeah, like. They're, it's not straight up plagiarism it's, yeah it's like a, it's a homage a, it's a nod yeah casual nod and yeah, that's okay. what i've been doing and that's fucking cool yeah yeah and that's it well you're living your best life i'm living my worst so welcome to episode <laughs> 132 of terrorvision horror podcast Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh this is our relax fit episode where we discuss horror movies and the horror genre and i am one of your hosts jennifer strand and joining me is our favorite limb collector Dan McGuinness. Yes, I am here. Yes, you are. Um, So after our House of Wax episode last week, it got me thinking about the history of 3D cinema and how it has changed over the last 130 plus years. Oh my God. 130 years. Isn't it weird that that tech is that old? Yeah, it's insane. Um, Now, I don't have time in my busy life to research and deep dive this topic, so I figured a shallow dive into this will suffice. A deep dive into a shallow pool. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm I'm skimming the scum off the top of 3D horror because I'm not <laughs> I'm not getting in the fucking pool. You're like yeah, you're just like the uh, the 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 what are they called? Those things that used to go on the bottom of the pool, the crawlies. Oh, like, the creepy crawlies. The creepy, like yeah, what are they called? Creepy I don't crawlies. Know. I never had a pool. I'm not rich. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You're that of this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the scum sucker. I'm okay with that. Um, so yeah, shall I dive into 3D horror now? Um, basically, it starts in. The year 1890. Um, so I'll just go through this all. Like I say, this what? is shallow. 1890? Yeah. 1890. Uh, nothing existed at that time. House of Wax existed. Well, okay. So William Freese Green invented the stereoscope. Um, this is an optical instrument for viewing two-dimensional pictures and giving a lone viewer the illusion of 3D. Now, of course, this was absolutely impractical from a theatrical and financial position as it restricted viewership to one person. Um, if you do look it up, it looks really cool. Um, you can also remember those viewfinders when you were a kid. Yeah, it's basically an old viewfinder. Yeah, pretty much. But the um, first viewfinders. Yeah, essentially. They, they look really cool. Um, now, we, we, we jump forward a few years to 1915. Uh, filmmaker Edwin D. Porter projected the first 3D test film using the red and green uh, anaglyph system that most of us are familiar with. So you know, you know, you've got the. Well, we were red and blue. Yes, yeah, red and blue, uh, red and green. Whatever yeah, whatever. It is. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then that—that's what happened. We then jump again. Did it, did it, I wonder if people cared? Like, did they get scared? Uh, probably like I didn't really look up reactions mm. from people, but yeah, like, I mean, it's new technology. People are going to be fearful of it. Yeah. 1915. Yeah. yeah. I'd say so. I'd like say that it would have been, been like, the future is here. Yeah. We are living in the future. Now we jump to 1922. The power of love became the first 3d feature length film screen for an audience. What is the power of love? Um, it is a know? movie. Yeah, I can't yeah. remember. I was looking it up last night, but my eyes got the tired, so I didn't look. What night? It. What year was it? Uh, 1922. So it's no. not a horror film or anything. It is just. I still uh, want to know what it was. Yeah, I think it's like it a is, romance though. or a mystery or a thriller or some. Got the power of love. <laughs> the first 3D film. I think it goes. For, so it goes for 10 minutes. Hey, it, that's a feature length back then. Hang on, this is a video game. I think you're looking up the wrong thing. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, while you look that up, we now jump to 1953 and we are welcome to the golden age of 3D. Um, now, we watched last week House of Wax. It was not only the first horror film to be released in color, it was also the first horror film released in 3D. And in the, as we hit this this level of technology... The stereoscopic films relied on linear polarization and polarized glasses. And this basically <clears throat> funnels images to the eye while restricting light. Mm. So this would have been awful for you. This would have been awful for me. All of us glasses wearing people. Well, they're the ones they use now. Yeah. Like pol <coughs> polarization there. Yeah. Which is weird because like 1950s, I thought polarization 3D was a new thing. Well, technologies change. So polarization 3D uh, in 1953 versus uh, Polaroid, uh, whatever that is, 
in the early 2000s and now, completely different technology. It's, it's completely changed. Um, so this, this technology in this day was apparently better for colour, but it was an absolute pain in, the, pain in the ass if you needed to, like, move your head around. It would just, like, throw you out completely. Well, that's still what that happens. Well, that's it's still, like, exactly right. Um, now, I don't know about you, but when I think about 3D horror, it kind of, like, has this big role to play. Like, you think 3D and you think of these trashy 3D horror films, but you can't really name that many. So... What do you mean? As How in, many can you name off the top of your hand? Like, and where do you think that they come from? Like, what well, old era? ones or new ones? All of it. Well, it's, it's, we have to work out what do you count as a 3D film? Because everything just got made into 3D at one stage, do you remember? Yes. Like, about five years ago or whatever it was. So, yeah. so they if you're thinking 3D film, like, I tend to think about uh, the golden age, which is a lot of those cheesy sci-fi you know, it came from outer space kind of films. And then, of course, the 80s. You, your mind immediately goes to uh, Friday the 13th, 3D, Jaws 3D, those kinds of films. Yeah. so They weren't the orange and... Were they the, the red and... They were... Red and blue glasses? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I don't like 3D films. No, you don't. So... Um, there, are, there are some, yeah. Like, the ones that say 3D in the name. Yeah. Like, they're the ones that I remember because they say But 3D. there's not a lot of them. So, if you think that 1953 was the golden age of 3D, by 1955, Revenge of the Creature was the last film to be released in 3D. So, you've got like a two-year two well, year stint. Because the OG Creature from the Black Room was a 3D film. They did it? release that in 3D. But it's not a 3D film. No. It's just in 3D. I think, Where like House yeah. of Wax had 3D yeah. written on the cover. And stuff and yeah, and then of course another film, Robot Monster, which if Robot you, Monster, oh my god, if you have like it's the coolest fucking design, like creature design, um, because everything back then was just an ape suit, but it is one of the worst films you'll ever watch. Like there is there is a story, it goes on forever. You can watch it on YouTube. It is free, but my god, is it boring? It's yeah. just terrible. It's definitely not in the list of the best. Uh, the best 3D films. No, no, it's certainly not. It, I, I like mean, the it's... ones that say the old ones that don't say 3D. They say three dimensions. Oh yes. Or three dimensions. Yes. Like, three like, dimensions of terror. It came from outer space. Three dimensions. <laughs> uh, and those for me, they're, they're the quality films. So by 1955, the golden age of 3D horror was done. And then we skip through to the 1960s and the 1970s. So the advancement in, in technology eliminated all the labor-intensive uh, step of projecting two prints simultaneously. So, ah, so they were physically just they shooting two. They had to physically shoot the same thing with two cameras, and you know that that's a fucking nightmare because they're not always going to pick up the same thing. There's going to be something. We did that in film pick- school. Yeah. Like, had, that was, like, one of the things you had to do, like, do the 3D, like, project. And it was, like, it's hard. Like, yeah. you, you have to build a rig and then to, to, put, put them in at the right angles and then... Yep. Them. Like, it sounds like i have forgotten about that until now. Yeah. So, almost uh, exclusively during the 60s and 70s, um, any 3D film that was made was basically either low-budget horror or... Sexy films. 
Oh. So your porns, your good old pornography. I've never seen it. Like I've worked in porn stores. I've worked in two pornography stores now throughout my lifetime, and I, I can't remember any 3D. It must have been the time when ladies weren't around. Or maybe I just didn't even care or notice. Yeah, maybe. Um, but, yeah, so, like, um, in 1961, uh, which I also touched on briefly last episode, um, Warner released The Mask, um, and of this this film, only four scenes were shot in 3D to answer enhance the psychedelic visions that the main character experiences when putting on the mask. Um, this actually looks really cool as well. It's very sort of black and white. It's very cheesy looking. Um, I haven't Is seen... It based on the Jim Carrey I... mask? Because it's green as well. Well, I feel... Being that this is 1960s, this came first. They based it on that. That's what I mean. So, like, yeah, is Jim yeah. Carrey is, is is that like based on this? I have a feeling because like the the branding because it the was po- a comic book first, right? Before they released, well, not 61. No, no, no. But like when they oh released yeah, yeah, yeah. The yes. mask in 94. Yeah, it was a dark horse comic. It was yeah, it was, it was violent comic first. and like. So I'm guessing that whoever created it was a big fan of this film. I mean, like. I could probably look into that real easy. I can't be bothered. No, that's fine. This is why we're doing shallow dives. So we don't have to deeply look into it. Um, I'm actually trying to track this film down at the moment because I've never seen it, but I would very much like to give it a watch, even if I don't get to watch it in 3D. Not a problem. Um, So this was was also a very important film and one of the very few that was not a really shitty low-budget film. um, It comes with... Like, it's, it's had... Its glasses were all branded when you got them. They're like these green, cool, like, like owl eyes. And it's in like, oh, it might just be the faded. Because it looks like it's green and red, like the 3D glasses. It might just be a faded blue because yeah. they're so old. Because I was just looking at pictures of them. But yeah. yeah. Right. That's really cool. And then, of course, another notable film that was released uh, in 3D was 1974, um, Andy Warhol's Flesh for Frankenstein, which combined porn and horror. Oh, very graphic horror. So you know, you you've got the best of both worlds right there. So you just get a you get a a, a hard on and a soft on, yeah, <laughs> up and down all the well, way. They they do say like um, I think Wes Craven said something along the lines of you you know you take your 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 lady dates to because something about being scary being scared is a bit of a turn on like yeah yeah. So you know, and I'm guessing in 1974, back in those days, like. You could go see the film and people are probably doing naughty things in the cinema. Probably. Why not? Probably. All right. So then from there, we're going to jump to the 1980s and we get Spaghetti Western coming at you. <laughs> um, it became a huge hit. Don't know why. Um, but it brought in about $7 million to its initial release, which is a pretty good freaking sign. Yeah. Um, golden age horror films such as House of Wax received a cinematic revival and they started re-showing all these these films, Creature from the Black Lagoon, House of Wax. Because, um, yeah, the 80s had a big 50s revival like, and they, they were remaking a lot of 50s films like The Blob. Um, so they really got into this. Was The Blob in 3D? I don't think The Blob was in 3D. No, that's all it right. It would have been good in 3D. And then, of course, we get The Slasher Boom. Um, which brings in a lot of, again, low-budget horror films, Dogs of Hell and Parasite. And then from there, we get that slew of franchise sequels. Um, you get Friday the 13th 3, Amityville 3D, 
Jaws 3D and all of is these Jaws films. Jaws 3D the third film? Did they do that for most? Yeah. Like, yeah, so if it was ever in the third film, they make it, it was in 3D. generally a 3D. And these films had that very unsubtle object approach. So, like, Friday the 13th the 3 is very... I can remember there's in like the bit where they move the aerial to get the TV and yeah. the aerial goes basically into your eyeball, the actual end of the aerial. Yeah. And then that. the scene where they're just doing like he's like yo-yoing. Yep. So all and oh that that pole, I'm gonna just shove that yeah, pole. Yeah, there's an eyeball at some stage. Yeah. I think comes towards it. Yeah. Right near the end. Yeah, something. Um I haven't seen Amityville three D. It is on my watch list. Amityville three um, D is one of those like videos I was talking about last time that it has like the boring cover, but Amityville has 3D at least has that kind of cool, weird three fingered hand yeah, coming yeah. out because it's a 3D one. It looks really cool. And um, I'm pretty certain that's the one with Meg Ryan. I can't, don't hold me to that, but yeah, I'm pretty certain she's in that. Jaws 3D. Have you seen that in 3D? I have. I've not seen it in 3D and I'm really bummed out because there is a sequence where Jaws is swimming towards the camera and then for some reason glass shatters and shit goes everywhere, but he's in the ocean. Um, <laughs> It's really cool. I would love to watch that in 3D. However, Jaws 3D, which had one of the biggest budgets, was panned critically and therefore 3D film once again died. Died, died in the ass. I don't, my only, like, I didn't, I, I'd ne- I never saw any 3D films until they were new. Mm. I'd never seen a 3D film until it was the newest technology. Yeah. Like, but I remember at the Royal Adelaide show, they used to have, do you remember that giant dome, the 3D dome? Uh, you could go in, it was huge. It was like a giant fucking huge dome. I, I think it was blowing up. Yeah. And they projected onto the ceiling a 3D film. So you got your glasses and you looked up oh, and like, it was like, so it would be weird stuff. Like it was just all like this shot. So it'll be like. A man that was like walking over you because you're looking up mm. on this giant circular, like it's projected onto a circular like uh, dome. Yeah, and it's basically the whole dome. And yeah, so there'll be a guy like with a uh, umbrella and he's poking it down into you. So you, it feels like your ants. That's like, cool. Yeah, like he's a giant like poking his stick down into yeah. you. Yeah, like the three D. Yeah, and then it will go through space and little stuff like that. And that's. That was my only real, like, yeah, like, 3D thing I did before the newest versions. When I yeah. say newest, I mean, like, you know, uh, where I'm trying to look at some of the ones I've, I've seen. If it, Yeah, I don't even know. Like, just those ones. Like, I saw, like, Captain America in 3D and, and yeah. Dread and stuff like that. But, yeah, I hadn't really. Like, I never saw some of the ones we're talking about. Anyway, yeah, that was my only... So to me, 3D wasn't in my life much at all. No, it was Maybe it wasn't in Australia that much. Possibly not. Like, I mean, obviously, like, when a lot of these films came out, I was little and wasn't able to go see them in the cinema. And I don't think a lot of uh, video stores provided 3D glasses, or they did, and they just got stolen straight away. So, you know, you probably couldn't watch it. Um, by the 1990s, we got uh, Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Yes, which, that's one I wish as, I'd seen. As you talked. And yeah, I love, I love that film, the idea of... Just having it, yeah, you put it on just when when yeah. they put it on kind of thing. And I think that was the same. Yeah, so the, they used this in the final 10 minutes to enhance the viewer's entry to the dream world. It did but not help? It did not help the, how shit the film was. 
I like that one. No, no, but like it, it did not help it um, like critically or financially no. at the box office. Um, and again, 3D during the 90s, it did not have a big resurgence at all. And it started to become more mainstream. And then horror films decreased completely. So I think there was only like two other notable, and I wouldn't even say notable because I can't remember them, films. Yeah, right. Um, now we jump again 10 years straight into the 2000s. Um, and as much as I hate talking about fuckface, uh, what's his name? Cameron. Uh, James Cameron. Um, in 2003, Ghost of the Abyss, Titanic documentary, was um, shown in IMAX, um, offering a crisp and clean digital 3D experience. So this is where you and I both start to sort of uh, relate more to this technology. Yeah, yeah. I remember being taken to the IMAX um, to see this in 3D. Um, I had no recollection of it until I started like, you know, looking at it, looking at this, I'm like, huh, yeah, because there was an IMAX cinema in the city at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think it lasted very long, but that's fine. It probably did. It was probably there for like 10 years. Probably. Um, but I think IMAX is quite expensive. So, yeah. Um, and we jump uh, three more years, 2006, um, direct to video release of George Romero's Night of the Living Dead 3D um, basically became. Um, an update of that film in 3D for a home release, which mm. is really cool. Um, in 2007, a movie called Scar was released internationally, becoming the first feature film um, released in HD 3D. Ooh. Right? High def. Remember when that was a, a term? Yeah. Big old HDs. HD. HDs. Um, and then it just reminds me of that Blu-ray ad. Like, have, have you seen it? But have you seen it on Blu-ray? And it shows it to you on a the VHS. The sounds are crisper. <laughs> but it's like advertising you a crisper picture on a medium which is not that crisper picture. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, so uh, between 2003 and 2009, a lot of films were being released in 3D. It wasn't um, until around 2009 that the studios began to see the how viable 3D would be to expand to pull people beyond, into the cinema. Yeah, beyond the family films. And this is probably where we get the biggest resurgence um of 3D. So Well, I think it was also because like seats weren't people weren't going to the cinema as much. It was yep. like, you know, people had DVDs, the video shop and all that stuff. Stuff was coming, people would wait, you know, you didn't have to wait as long. Back I remember like seeing Oh man, I, was that one of the, the Indiana Jones films? And I said to my dad, like, when can we see that on video like, at home? And he goes, oh, not for probably about three years. Yeah, yeah. And like now, it's just like three months. Well, it's not even that. Like, you, you a film gets a release in the theater for about three weeks, and then literally, it's still showing, and it's on VOD. Like, yeah, ends up on a streaming service. But I think this was like a, a thing where they knew that no one had 3D at home, so yeah. you had to go to the cinema, kind of thing, to bring bums back into seats. Yeah. And the old 3D TVs and all that shit probably fucked that shit up for them. Mm-hmm. Probably why you don't get any any 3D films anymore. Or do you? There's, I don't think there are a lot. I mean, there, there are obviously still some 3D films, I think, because 2009 we got Avatar, which was they made a huge deal about that being released in 3D. And I'm pretty certain he released his newer one in 3D as well. Um, but 2009 we get our first 3D horror film, and that is My Bloody Valentine. Uh, the remake, and then of course we get 
Final Destination, The Final Destination, my personal favorite, Piranha 3D in 2010. And then you get something like Resident Evil Afterlife, Saw 3D, Final Destination 5, Fright Night, Shark Night 3D, Cabin in the Shark Woods. Shark Night. Yeah. Uh, Cabin They're in, in the, the woods. woods, that was released in 3D, apparently, and Piranha 3DD. And this list only goes up to 2012 because I lost interest in in them. In well, the latest films. The latest 3D film is The Meg 2, The Trench. I cannot wait to see that, and I need to see it in 3D. That's not even out yet. No. But uh, they, these are ones coming out. So, so ha- 3D Haunted is... Mansion is going to be in 3D. <gasps> oh, yeah. Uh, the new Scream, Scream 6. I did not see that in 3D. What the fuck? Is it 3D? Um, there's one. Oh, the Meg 1 was in 3D. Yeah, apparently. I, I I, mean, again, like it must be a lot of these uh, like 3D, but only if you go see it in IMAX. So the latest one is Scream. That's bullshit. There was no offering for a 3D version. Probably not in, yeah. Not here anyway, and I'm mad about it. Um. So, yeah, like, that's up until today. So, obviously, 3D cinema. There there have been articles that are popping up, like, is 3D cinema viable, like, once again, for horror films? And, I mean, I also, I think that it has its own place in the genre, and I, I would like to see a bit of a resurgence. Do you remember that? If done properly. Do you remember when Tom Cruise tried to re- re- remake the Universal Monster uh, franchise and he made The Mummy first and like it just bombed so bad they didn't do any of the other ones? Yeah. That was a 3D film. What? I didn't even see that film. I, I watched a bit of it. Oh, uh, no. Just turned, and I'm like, oh my God, like the idea of redoing the Universal Monsters as a trilogy is kind of cool, but like when you fuck it this hard. Well, that's the thing. Like, I mean, the Universal Monsters are... They are universal. Like, they are hugely iconic. They have lasted, like, decades. You cannot touch them and just be like, yeah, I'm going to just do it. No, no, you've got to be very careful. You need to get someone in. You need to get, like, so do it properly. Don't fuck it up. From 2017 down, you had The Mummy. These are these are the, these aren't, these, this isn't, a, wait up, is this a list of... Oh, this is a list of horror. Doesn't matter. I thought yeah. all 3D films were horror movies for some reason. No. I just forget. No, but there's so a whole bunch. A, a lot of family films. All those like underworld films. Yeah, and all, all the of Resident the, the Evil Resident films. Evils. They're on after the every Jokovic. sequel. Like, they're trying to make it like, how do we make this shitty film interesting? Let's I like the Resident 3D. Evil films. They're so shit that I, but I just kept watching them. Like, yeah. You know, and the continuity's there. Uh-huh. They're one of those films. Yeah, the, the, the final. Fast and Furious. Fast and, yep. Yeah, I like the uh, that. the remake of Poltergeist that was in three D as well. Mm. But I was like, that was the most. Uh, the film was fine, I suppose, but like, it just wasn't as good as the original. No. And I'm not saying that because I'm like gate gate, uh, get, what's it called? Not gate, gatekeeping. Gatekeeping. It was just wasn't quite as good. No. Like is it, the the scenes weren't as constructed as well. You didn't get that. I mean, you look, didn't get that vibe of like the American dream and yeah. Well, you know. I suppose it's but I think as well, no like I know some people who refused to watch any film earlier than the the nineties because it's too old. They just won't touch it. So of course, you remake these films. People have access to something might make them more inclined to go check out the original and realize that it is superior and that they need to shut up. Yeah, well, we got this thing where like it just got to the point where 
3D was a thing you did. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and because you had two types of 3D, you had the film shot in 3D, and then the films converted to 3D. Yeah. So I went to see Captain America number one, or maybe yeah, it was number one. Yeah. And in the cinema, and it was a converted 3D one. I didn't want it, and it was so rubbish. Yeah. Like it just didn't work. It had like a. It actually had. It might have been a fucked up foot, like in the cinema, where they like cut out, you know, like, you know, as in like separated it to thing. There was a little tiny red line around all the, yeah. so not, not cut out, but like where it, it where it kind of was like, uh, uh, however they did it, the filter or the, the, the effect was determining what layers and depth it was to, to convert it to 3D. It had this like little kind of like almost like a little line around everything. Yeah. And it just totally fucked the whole experience. Like, yeah. I mean, I'll... the one film that I remember, the only film I can actually remember, like, I'm sure I've seen a bunch of 3D films in the cinema. Um, I mean, recently I saw the George Romero's Dawn of the Dead in 3D. Yeah. That's awesome. But the only film I remember seeing at the cinema in 3D was Piranha 3D. Yeah. And that was. That was just mint, mint in 3D because it's a great film. <laughs> I did watch the the gore scene the other day at work. Yeah, the other day. Yeah, um, just felt felt yeah, like some I, gore. The only scene film like I said I I can remember that I liked being in 3D. I saw in the cinema was that dread the dread film. Yeah, the Carl Urban one. Carl Urban. Mm. That, that film's good. I think it's a great film. It's just a remake of the Raid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. But yeah, um, there's like all the uh, those weird like offshoot films from The Ring were in 3D as well. Those Sadako 3D, Sadako, yeah, yeah. Um, which is a weird film, like I'd franchise. Yeah, definitely. Um, now I obviously um, want to make sure that I do some referencing here because I didn't, you know, I I found this information on Acme, Australia Centre for the Mo- Moving Image. I found this in some of this information on Popular Mechanics, and there was another website that I had found. Um, but I can't for the life of me remember. Wikipedia? So it was not Wikipedia because I don't use Wikipedia. They did that um, Silent Hill Revelations film. That's I really, right. really, I liked that film. For, mm-hmm. I can't remember why, but like, I liked the first Silent Hill film. I can say it. I thought it was okay. I mean, it does. Look, a lot of people are, are scream fouring it. They're all coming out of the woodwork now being like, you know what? This is actually a really good film. Yeah. Like, it has that bit where like Pinhead, uh, not Pinhead, uh, uh, Pyramid Head. Yeah. Like rips the skin off the person, so like I haven't seen. I've seen it, but I haven't. He seen like it. picks a person up, grabs their like they're gonna shoot, grabs their to chest, yeah, cr- crunches and just rips their whole skin off. Like oh. he just grabs it all and pulls. It. And I was like, Ugh. and the gore at the end is pretty gnarly, like yeah. as well, like um. But yeah, and it, but it kind of like it mushed together like a whole bunch of Silent Hills, which like makes it confusing. Yeah, added some new elements and stuff like sure. that but um but it's only a revelation 3d i remember when i saw i only saw it like after the fact i was yeah. like i think it might have been even recently when i was like covid hiding um i was like what is this why haven't i it would have yeah. been like one of those straight to dvd straight to you know dodgy ones but like i was pleasantly surprised because i was it's got sean bean in it oh i think he was in the first one I yeah, he, he was, was the dad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's in this one again. Okay. okay. Um, well, now I just really want a 3D resurgence. Like, yeah. I mean, I want to see it. I want to see new films in 3D. I want releases of old films in 3D. Did you see that 
Texas Chainsaw film. It's just called Texas Chainsaw. In, in 2013. 3, yeah, yeah that was Texas 3D. Chainsaw 3D. Yeah, I rem- I do remember it's that. It's just called Texas Chainsaw. I don't think it got a theatrical release here. It might have. But oh, I right. don't remember watching it in 3D. Can you remember it at all? No. They all kind of yeah, cause like, intermingled. I, I don't think there has been anything good from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre franchise in ages. I mean, I like the remake. The 2003 remake. So that's okay? I liked that. That was good. So Came a- with a lot of special features on the DVD, so I was like in nerd heaven. Um, I mean, the that new Hansel one was... That and Gretel okay. film was in 3D. Witch Hunters with, what's his name? Hawkeye from... Ugh. Hawkeye from the Avengers. There was also like Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. That I think I saw that in 3D, actually. Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Bullshit films. Yeah. I think it's time for a resurgence. What do you think? I mean, you hate 3D films. So. Yeah, I just don't like wearing the glasses. Yeah, and I don't think it's ever, apart from that Dread film and Freddy's Dead, ever yeah. added anything to the film for me, apart from putting me off. Because well, my head turns slightly to the side. And then yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. no, I better be, have to be, I have to be still. Can't move. If I move, if I close my eyes too much, it falls off my glasses. Yeah, like, it's like in COVID where it's like, don't touch your face. Now, I touch my face when I'm nervous and I don't realise it, so then I become hyper aware that I'm touching my face and I touch my face more. Do you Bullshit. know what was in 3D? Fright Night, that one that we yes. did. Yeah, that was in uh, The 3D. fucking, um, the Colin Farrell one. But i got to tell you, you haven't seen a 3D film until you've seen um, Jerry O'Connell's Severed Dick in 3D on a big screen in oh. Piranha 3D. Oh, yeah, yeah right. Saw 3D? See, that was a... So, Saw 3D, I reckon, was the last one, 2010, that put 3D in the name. Yeah. Because then, yeah, it's like, it's really committed to it. You know what I mean? Like... Oh, uh, I don't know. Shark Knight 3D in 2011. Oh, okay. And then Piranha 3 Double D. Oh, yeah, you're right. In 2012. But a lot of them don't, like, Paranormal Experience... So not even a paranormal activity. No, there's like a paranormal experience 3D. One of those like, you know, get it out the week before. Yeah. The week before. It's like Atlantic Rim. Atlantic Rim. <laughs> Is that real? Yeah, we watched Atlantic Rim. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was rubbish. I'm trying to look up the list. Like, so the Sudako, Sudako films have 3D in their name. Yep. I'm trying to think of the... Oh, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I think like well now that I know that Liz has found her 3D TV glasses, maybe I'm gonna have to put a bunch of these on my watch list and track down some 3D versions. But yeah, starting with Shark Knight 3D. Shark Knight. I like Shark. Yeah, so the 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 in the list if I go chronologically of 3D film, horror films, the last the the most recent one to have 3D in the name is Found Footage 3D. Which I never have, even heard of it. The found footage films. I I look forward to the VHS anthologies doing VHS 3D. That's got to happen, right? Maybe. Maybe. Don't know. I mean, this was never going to be a long episode. No, 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 no. This this was going to be a short one. This was going to be a short one. I I felt that it was necessary for us to do a little dive into 3D horror because it has its place in horror and the genre. Yeah, but uh, then, as, as me not now, liking 3D, I don't have much to say about no, it apart no. from eh, shit. <laughs> Ruin my Captain America film. Oh, sad boy. Because everyone's um, like, but on the other hand, I love VR. Yeah. So virtual reality and stuff well, like that. Well, let's talk that. about VR. Like, that's essentially 3D. And I fucking, like, remember when you had 
like Resident Evil 7, you had the VR experience, you could play the game, but then there was also that like yeah, yeah, the, that clip where you're you're stuck in the chair and it's called all the you kitchen, can, yeah. The, like that was That was amazing. like te- that was a teaser to to it that no one knew it was coming out. So you yeah. didn't know that was Resident Evil until maybe like the last second. Yeah. Or anybody. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, and I, then playing watching watching Ross play play that on VR was was fantastic. And people just tap out so quickly. Yeah, I had friends like pull the helmet off like, mm. and nearly break it because they're like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> There's noping hard, like actually noping as well. Yeah. Nope, 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 nope. I can't do a game in, like I couldn't play because I remember. Are we... video games in 3D with glasses? Do they do that? I'm sure they do. But I remember playing Super Hot with you. Oh, Superhot is amazing. On, but that's the problem. It's because I tried to climb on one of the things that do not exist and I fell down. Yeah, my wife did that as well. She went to lean on a crate that didn't exist and just fell over. <laughs> and um, the uh, it's funny because like, the other VR game, which is amazing. So in my opinion, the only, the best VR games is Superhot. Yeah. And that fucking Rush of Blood, the, uh, the tie-in to, oh, what's that game? Fuck, fuck. The one where you play like the events got the butterfly effect. And oh, Until Dawn? Until Dawn. It's yeah. an Until Dawn tie-in. Yeah. And I, that was great. And because both of them involve you not having your character move around. Yeah. The so Rush of Blood is like you're sitting in a ghost train yeah. and you shoot things. You're on a rails, like on rails. Makes sense. You're sitting when you play the game and it feels like you're sitting in a ghost train. Yeah. And because you're not moving the, the things, it feels right. And super hot is the thing is like you don't in super hot you don't move anywhere no. you wait and then shit comes to you yeah. and like there's only a certain amount of games you could do that kind of thing but all the other ones where you walk like you have to walk around like the Resident Evil seven three D I, I as soon as I in a game I walk I'm controlling a character and I push forward in a three D game and I'm not physically moving it feels like someone grabs my soul out and pulls it out through my chest like yeah. and then I just feel sick instantly yeah I, I remember playing the Star Wars one where you're in the X wing see, see that's fine that, to me because like me you're sick. sitting in the X wing no and the and the uh, you're not moving physically in the world like the... oh my body was moving <laughs> did not feel good I like that one yeah um, but I would personally like I like I'm all about immersion like i I want to be immersed in what i'm watching especially when i'm watching like horror like i will often watch it in the dark usually i watch it on my laptop and i've got headphones on and that way i'm fully immersed and i can only focus on that so having like making a lot of these horror films available in a vr setting would be absolutely awesome yeah, VR movies i've always thought of that like kind of thing i think the porn industry's done it yeah so you can basically just stand in they're watching as if you're in the room and it's happening. Yep. There's no, you know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> you just go, so if you want to look closer, you just like physically get closer. Sure. So it's basically you're just a dude standing in a room with some people having sex. All right. That's weird. Which, like, like, I mean, that has, like, it, hey, ha- what, has its own like, thing. Like, like the idea like, of it. No I don't know judgment. if that's true. That's what they're like. But like to me, if that's what, cause I don't, I've never seen one or got mm. access to one. Um, with all my VR stuff, like PlayStation. Yeah, but this is where my mind goes. Like, we're either going to turn it into something horror or we're going to turn it into porn. Yeah. That's, that's what we do with technology. Like, how can we scare people and how can we turn VR them? films, where you go to the cinema and put a VR helmet on and somehow, like, you're in the film. So you you sit and you look around. Mm. Like, because you could do it. It'd be like, 
almost like you're going to see a stage show. Yeah. But like, it's kind of thing. Another 3D thing I actually I got, got a new memory was one of those 4D rides at Disneyland when I went back in the day. Um, I went to the Honey, I Shrunk the Audience ride. Sure. And it was fucking amazing. So yeah. that was like the best use of 3D ever. So you, 3D glass, and it's, it's Disney. So yeah. like, you can imagine the quality of the 3D. Oh, yeah, for so sure. So like, you're basically just sitting in a cinema and there's a giant rounded like, IMAX screen in front of you. And when it came on, that was like, it was set up like a stage. That was like a live show, like exactly like that. That's yeah. Like, so there were people walking out on this like 3D stage that you were watching. They're like addressing the audience. They were doing a presentation. It was like Rick Moranis and that. And then it was the whole thing that like he shrunk the building we were in. Yeah, and like, okay. And like, but he had these bits where like, but it had 4D experience as well. So yep. they had like. Yeah, he had these like millions of mice in this container and they all ran out and you saw them run down over the stage and then you felt them running on you because they had jets of air that were pooting out the yeah. seats and stuff that felt like mice were running on your feet. Yeah, right. And then like the whole thing was like the whole building got shrunk and the whole end of the building got broken off. Yeah. And there was like a dog that came and sn- stuck its nose in the building and then sniffed at you and it snuffed. And when it sneezed like the dog, you got... That it sprayed off the seat in front of you, like yeah. water mist in your face. I was like, you got sneezed on by a giant dog's nose. That's it was fucking cool. amazing. And I've never seen another ride that, like 3D ride that good. Like, yeah. I mean, it was Disneyland and they make the dumbest, you know what I mean? Like they do the best of everything. Like that yeah. Haunted Mansion thing is, is crazy. Have you ever been in that? I've never been That's to. That's like a... full holograms. Yeah, I've never been to Disneyland. I've never been to any theme park. Ever. Yeah. Oh, Ever. really? Yep. Like, Haunted Mansion has shit that, like, I don't know how they did. I'm yeah. sure you could, like, there's, like, YouTube yeah. that show, like, so just waiting to go in, like, you got, you get filed into this tiny little room, and this is kind of going on the 3D kind of stuff. I'm going to get to it eventually. But, like, you look up, and then the room is stretching, and it's getting higher and shit, like, yeah. and I still don't know how they do And then ghosts hologram ghosts. You're not wearing glasses. Yeah. Like laser hologram ghosts start flying around the top of the room like and shit. And like you'll go like cruising along and you'll go past a ballroom and there'll be like a whole ballroom scene of this hologram ghost. And then you'll go past a mirror and you'll see in the mirror there's a fucking dude sitting next to you, a full hologram but not when you look it's not there but in the mirror it's there perfectly sitting next to you and shit. Like it's just fucking... Like that's like holograms. Yeah. Because remember they, they went in for a while. There was a couple of those hologram like concerts, like yeah, and shit like that. They went. They did two parking, but then you get all the Japanese like idol stuff. So like Hatsune Miku, she's like she's like a virtual idol, like a virtual idol. Like is she hologram or is she just I on think a screen? I I want to say I I'm pretty certain they did a holographic concert, but don't hold me to that. Because mm. it's kind of like the that. next step, like holograms, yeah. man, like. You know, do it. I don't know how they work. I assume they... Science. How how do they work? Science. They're the kind of thing I think you can't just have a hologram. You have to have a whole room set up to work the hologram, if you know what I mean. Like, it'll be like... Yeah, I don't think it's as simple as having something in the palm of your hand. I think it's... Like the the communicators in, like, Star Wars and shit. But in saying that, you can get um, vinyl. So if you get vinyl, um, there is... um, I think there was a Studio Ghibli one and there's a Star Wars or there's there's a couple that you can buy. You put them in, it starts turning and then because it's turning, 
it j- like pops up this like 3D image of well, that's like whatever. a stereo, like those gram things, that yeah. spinning animations. Yeah, and that that then becomes light. Yeah, because be, you'd be using like the frame rate of like light and your eyes and stuff. Yeah. It's incredible. Like it, it is Yeah, all very... that kind of stuff, yeah. And I'm, I want to, I'm thinking about I'm I'm romanticizing about getting the new PlayStation 3D uh, yeah. v- VR. I haven't yet because like I want to and I know I'll love it, but I just haven't been playing any games you apart from Binding of Isaac. You are playing you are building your game. I'm building my own game. But I, I but I heard the other day that it's amazing mm. and it's fucking clear and that's a big thing, you know, you can see like they're never that clear. Yeah. It's clear and it's got like the fucking finger detection and all that, but it's like there's no games for it. There's nothing. Old games, but yep. a lot of them aren't compatible with it though. I don't think. No, none of them are compatible with it. You have to rebuy versions of them. So if no. you want if you want super hot, you have to buy another version of no. it. Which now I understand that though. If it's a better, if it's quite different and quite mm. better, it that makes sense. Because, like, you'd want to have, like... Or maybe you just should be able to get an upgraded version. Or... I don't know. Who, yeah. who knows? You might be able to. But, like, it's just stopping me. And I want to do it. And I've got this room down here. But it means that I, I... You know, this where we record. But it may, also means I'd have to, like, have my PlayStation down here. And I like it. I, yeah. like, I like the convenience of having up up, up my other house. So can, yeah. Well, you don't want to always be down here. Sometimes you want to... No. And the only time I get to play games is, like, I've got this, like, little window in between, like... From my mum when she's helping me out to look after my kid when I'm working to like when she goes home and like my wife comes home from work, that time in between there, yeah. I've got like, that's when I play my Barney Wife. I usually get like one or two runs in. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'm still sitting, I might babysitting at the same time. So yeah. I bought Miles, like my son, a little like um, fake controller. Oh. Because he loves like little lights and stuff. Yeah. So he, uh, yeah, so he like I noticed he was just obsessed with my controller. So yeah. like, I'll buy you your own little controller. Aww. He doesn't like it as much as my one. No, well, but uh, you hear it and it makes noises. It's just a button thing. Just That's cool. Plays in the shape of a controller. That's but awesome. He can we can play games together. See, anyway, there's nothing to do with any of the shit we're talking about. No, uh, well, I think that's that's where we'll leave it though, because like, yeah, it wasn't going to be a long episode. It was going to be a little. Yeah. Shallow dive. So basically, like, like we, we, the step back I got from that is like, number one, 3D has been around a lot longer than I thought it had. Yeah, right. To the point where I think it's like, would have been the most the most advanced tech at the time when it came out. And don't anything. get me wrong, this was shallow. So there was so much technology, technological advancement between 1980, uh, sorry, 1890 and 1915 and then onwards. But because we're focusing on horror, I left it out. Oh, yeah, If you are interested, like, honestly, go look it up. Like, it is absolutely fascinating. Um, It is, yeah, everything about it is fascinating and definitely worth reading into. But, yeah, I wanted to leave it as a very quick, quick skim into it so we could talk more about the horror. Mm. So... that, that's it. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, so that's what I got out of it. Uh, the idea that I can't believe how early that shit started and how much it was in the industry and then died. And it had, yeah, it seems to have come in waves, hasn't it? Mm. It really has. But that's all right. So um, before we sign off, I just want to take a moment to, before we sign off, I just want to take a moment to thank the people who support us over on our like socials and shit like that. Um, we have our new t shirts are out. Uh, if you want t shirts, get in contact with us through like, Instagram or Facebook. Yeah. Um, 
and we can organize that kind of thing. Like we're not a shop. We're not a big thing. We're not like, we don't have a website or anything like that. So you just, just contact us. Yeah. Like, if you want to support us, that's freaking cool. And we probably will have them for sale at Greenlight Comics. Yeah. Anything that didn't sell at the Toy Fair will be at Greenlight. Yeah. The Toy Fair, which is way in the past. Yeah. It's in the past, man. Quit living in the past. Yeah. Uh, so thank, I want to thank the people who support, uh, always support us. So the, the Nether News, so, and, uh, you know, Bonfire Club, keep, keep supporting that. Keep going to see the films in Adelaide. If you want to see, if you want to see, Keep seeing horror films on the big screen. I know I do. Um, go go to the one, go to them, support yep. them, because like, don't just sit around waiting for that one film that you want to like see. Because like, if you don't support these like these small incentively like uh, uh, these small events, they'll just go away. And yeah. we've seen that with COVID, things will go away. It it will, and if it's not getting the the bums in seats numbers, they'll they'll stop doing it. Yeah, yeah. So. so. Yeah, go go. Even if you're slightly interested, it's a cinema night. You get to eat popcorn, you get to buy chalk tops, you get to eat shit like that you wouldn't usually eat. I know. I get to have a cheat day and eat popcorn and soda at the next session, so I'm pretty happy. Nice. Um. So uh, Patrick Roberts, William Chappell, uh, Tsunami Hija, Chris Franks, Adam Kister, Sam Beard, Luke Beard, uh, Sam Cripps over. Check out those guys. They do a po- uh, what's it called? Uh, comic comic thoughts. thoughts. So if you want to like uh, deep industry talk about comic books, they're Adelaide dudes who run that. Uh, previous owner of a uh, um, uh, oh my god, what was this thing called? Oh, I, I, Nerd's I, I, Paradise. Nerd's Paradise. Oh my god, I forgot yeah. it. Sorry, sorry, Sammy. I just forgot <laughs> it for a second. Uh, Dion Cracknell, Emma Duran, um, uh, Osti over at King Kaiju Collectibles. Uh, you might you would have seen him at the. Toy Fair. He sells stuff in your shop, and he has a cabinet in our shop that he we he sells out of as well. So I want a cabinet in your shop. Let's talk. Oh, Beyond Horror, Kevin Patterson, Adam Kister. Thank you. These are the people that uh, and Adam Gillespie. Sorry, yeah, I said Adam Kister. So two Adams. Um, These are the people that always support us, and thank you very much. You've been listening to Television. We've got a Facebook. We've got an Instagram. We've got an. That's how you contact us. Until next time. See you at home. See you at home.